Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Thrive in EDU podcast. I am Rochelle Denae Poth, and if you've been listening, thank you for coming back. And if this is your first episode, thank you for joining in. And I hope that you will go back and listen to some of my prior episodes that I started back in September. Hard to believe that I've been doing the podcast for that long, but it was something that I had always wanted to do and definitely wanted to be consistent with it even though I don't always know what my topic will be about for upcoming episodes. Usually it's something that comes across my way when I'm reading or a conversation that I have, or just based on what's happening in the world at the time. And so that's been the case for a few of my recent episodes is just thinking about the challenges that we are all facing right now. And not just as educators, just in our I mean, in the world, in what everybody's referring to and is true, the unprecedented time that we find ourselves in, things are changing so quickly. Uh, about a month ago or so, I mean, thinking back then until now, so much has changed in the world, our education system, our personal lives, everything, every single day. And so it's it's hard on some days, most days, to figure out what do you need to do? Where do I begin? How do I provide for my students, my family, finding balance? And those are just a few of the many questions that are out there in this time of uncertainty. And I am by no means an expert. I am just trying to do the best that I can, uh, learning as I go, which I often say work in progress is another one I know many people relate to. But just thinking back in my own experience, Over the past three weeks where we have been out of the classroom, and I have many friends who have been out of the classroom for longer than that, some almost bordering close to two months at this point, and we don't know when we will return. Uh, In Pennsylvania, our governor has said that the schools and uh, non-life-sustaining essential businesses, businesses will be closed indefinitely. And prior to that announcement, we were potentially scheduled to head back on Tuesday, April 7th, I believe. But then his announcement came. And so now we are in the same position as many schools across the country, uh, not necessarily knowing whether we're not returning during the school year or just moving forward. If two, three, four weeks from now, we'll find out that it's okay to return back to the classroom. And I would love to be back in the classroom with my students being Uh, at home and trying to connect and set up all those spaces, it's not easy. And even if you've had tons of experience working with digital tools or teaching online, it is still a challenge for everybody. And over the past couple of weeks, uh, besides setting up my, my classroom for my students and the way that I'm going to try and, you know, help them and teach remotely, I've been also trying to help some different teachers come up with some tools and things that they can use, that they can get started with quickly, that offer a lot of options for connecting with students, for collaborating, for having having students create things, and just creating that presence and that space where we can interact together. And of course, there there are challenges, there are struggles, and I know I've been reading, whether it's on Twitter or in Facebook communities, I mean... Truly, if you've not been connected, this is definitely the time to connect. Uh, Definitely the time to try new things that maybe you've had on your list or you've heard about and thought about, but didn't have enough time to investigate them too much, or maybe just 
were afraid of trying them. And that's totally fine. There were many years, even now still, where I'm hesitant to take some risks because you just don't know how it's going to work out. Uh, You may feel like you don't have all the answers, but that's okay. Even if it feels like it's not okay, I've learned that's okay because we are all learning and we don't know what kind of an impact something might make, even if it just benefits one student or does something slightly differently. Any shift that we can make could lead to these amazing benefits. And I feel like this is the time to definitely try some of those things, the time to put ourselves out there and to make connections. Um, Being on social media, I totally get it. A lot of people are not fans of certain forms of social media. And I was one of those people for many years. I just didn't understand it. I had a perception in my mind of how Facebook or Twitter or Instagram were used. And until I started to kind of test it out and explore, I really didn't know. And now because of the connections that I've made, going through something like this that we're experiencing, we have so much available to us and more importantly to our students and also to their families. And so I think whenever you find time, something, one, to take a deep breath because it's easy to be overwhelmed. Two, just think about how can you connect with students? What is something that you can do? And it can be one thing or two things that you can connect and share information with students to provide support for them, for their families. And we do the best that we can. It is obviously not an ideal (laughs) scenario. And even if we were thinking about at some point moving to teaching online, we weren't prepared for this sudden change to doing it right now. So you just have to take it one step at a time. And I can tell you that this past week, I set up some times for my students to join in during class, uh, not during their same class time, but I picked different times throughout the day, each day to be available for my Spanish one through four courses and also my eighth grade STEAM class. But I also set up a day where I'm just available for two hours in the afternoon, online office hours, if any students have questions. And there are a lot of platforms out there that you can use. Uh, Teachers have been using Google Hangouts or Google Meet. You could use Skype. A lot of teachers are using Zoom. And I know With technology, there are not (laughs) guarantees, and I know that a lot of times I've heard that some teachers have had problems with people getting into the meetings on various platforms. Um, I fortunately have not had any issues like that, and this week it it really was a nice opportunity to see some of the students, um, to have conversations, to actually play games and do some teaching and interacting together with them. And so the best advice that I can give, if you decide to use one of those platforms to set up hours or to have a class where students can come in and join, if they're available, if they have questions. For me, I use Zoom. I set it up so they pre-register. So I get a list of who's coming in. I set up so there is a waiting room that they cannot enter before the host, that they're muted and their video are off or I'm sorry, the audio and the video are off. I also adjust the chat so that they can only send a message to me instead of the whole class. I also turn off the ability for them to rename themselves when they're in there. So there are a bunch of different steps that I go through when I set it up. And then depending on whenever the class shows up, sometimes I've only had five students 
and I can unmute them to engage in conversation or we can put the video on, but I, I leave that choice kind of up to them. Uh, I want everybody to be comfortable in their space. So, but it has been a nice way to at least join in. And I keep the classes, the meetings, if you want to call them that, to like 20 or 25 minutes. This week really was just about showing them where to find the resources. I have many students that, that don't have books at home or whatever the materials are. So I'm really trying to find some interesting, interactive ways that are more meaningful for them to learn and for me to kind of keep them going and to provide as much as I can. So just a few ideas and things to think about. We don't have to do, I, I read on Facebook this past week and I wish I could remember who posted it, but somebody said that the advice that they were given was to take what they were planning and cut it in half and cut it in half again. And so I do keep that in mind when I'm looking at the activities I want my students to do. And one other thing that I'll offer for advice too is when it comes to students submitting any work to you, they can send pictures through email or if you're using Microsoft Teams, but I've set up just a simple Google Google form that they can send that tells me what class period, they have a space to ask questions, they can submit any images or anything that they want. And then I have everything in a spreadsheet and I can give them feedback and send them messages because we use Remind or the email. So just a couple of ideas. Would love to hear yours. Feel free to send in a message to the podcast if you have any questions. And as always, thank you for listening to this kind of bonus in-between episodes episode and have a great day. Thank you.